office test. <clears throat> hey, welcome to the Seven Days Podcast. So, uh, I suspect this is not going to be a very long episode. So, I did an episode a while back that was a very long episode where I reviewed seven Nintendo DS games. How that happened is uh, around Christmas time, I borrowed my friend Brad's 3DS. I was like, oh, I'll spend Christmas playing video games. And we realized he had seven 3DS games. And then while he was digging through his boxes, he's like, hey, I have some like normal DS games too. And he had seven of those. And then I was watching wrestling with my friend Jason, and he had seven Game Boy Advance games. And his fiance had seven regular Game Boy games. I was like, whoa, whoa, what? This is too perfect. I got to review all these games. So I did the DS games, and, uh, you know, that episode was really long. I just uh, spent way too much time playing these stupid fucking games. And then that kind of made me just put off doing any of these other systems. But in the interim, I've started doing shorter episodes of this show and whatever. This show's loosening up a lot. And I think that took a lot of the pressure off. It's like, man, I don't need every episode to be long. I don't actually have to give all of these dumb Game Boy games their fair day in court. Who gives a shit? (laughs) And especially the original Game Boy. I mean, geez, you know, that's just novelty at this point. Like, who gives a fuck? So I just played four of them before I left the house. Whole thing took maybe ten minutes. I didn't like any of them, so I'll just tell you about them briefly. Uh, I guess first, though, Game Boy. I mean, Game Boy was pretty cool. The famous story of the Game Boy is that uh, Nintendo's whole thing with it was to stay behind the technology curve. They've always kind of done this. Even the Super Nintendo, considering it came out two years after the Sega Genesis, was not significantly better. It had a slower processor. Like, that's crazy. It had more colors on screen, but... How did a system that came out two years later not just destroy the Sega Genesis? But it's because Nintendo keeps their costs down by making fucking old shit. (laughs) But it works for them. And it really worked in that era of portable stuff. I mean, the original Game Boy was a big monochrome piece of crap. (laughs) It really kind of sucked. But it was based on, uh, I don't remember the exact name of the chip. I used to know Zed to something, but it's basically just what you use in uh, scientific calculators and stuff. And they're a dime a dozen and uh, were already antiquated at the time that the Game Boy came out, but were super cheap. So they could sell a Game Boy for a hundred bucks with Tetris, which I think you can, I think you can make the argument that Tetris is the best game ever made. Like if you're going to send a video game into space send Tetris, man. Like, every once in a while, people will debate the different Tetris-type games. Well, I don't know which one's better, Tetris or Dr. Mario. The answer is Tetris. Tetris is the best. Tetris is perfect. Like, Tetra means four, you know, and all of those pieces are made of four blocks. Like, there could not be more Tetris pieces than there are. That is every possible combination, and that just makes that game so perfect and just so elegant. And, like, literally an alien could figure that out. It could play that game and would probably get addicted to it. So that was pretty genius that this thing came with Tetris. That was amazing. And it was affordable, and the battery life was pretty decent. And then as future versions of the Game Boy came out, it got better and better. Like the one I'm playing on, it's like a little clamshell one. 
I think it's technically a Game Boy Advance. But it was a little red thing with the flip-up screen. And it doesn't even take batteries, you know, it's got the chargeable battery in it, but before that they had the Game Boy Pocket and all these different kinds of the Game Boy things. But uh, as a kid, like, me and my brother had a bunch of this shit. We had a Game Gear, we had an Atari Lynx. I think it's really neat that we got to try those things. The Atari Lynx in particular, I feel like, was a really neat system. Like, most of the games were no good. Most of the Game Boy games were no good. Most games on every system were no good, <laughs> but... But the Lynx was cool. I'm really glad I got to kind of experience that because the other stuff, there's the Nomad and the Turbo Express and the Game Gear was basically a portable Sega Master System. They were all kind of, you know, just portable versions of something else. The Atari Lynx, that was a unique thing. I still think to this day of Todd's Adventures in Slime World. It was on Sega Genesis and you could play it two-player. But if you linked up eight Lynxes, you could theoretically play that game eight player. And that was always one of my dreams in life, was to get eight Lynxes in eight Todd's Adventures in Slime World. So I could play it with eight people. That would be so cool. That game is really cool. But none of those systems were even really portable, because they took so many batteries, and they ate the batteries so fast, you really had to plug these fuckers in. I remember with our Lynx in particular, the uh, power cord was a little weird with it. It would, you know, come unpowered and if it unpowered and then like you plug the power thing back in it would reset the system so you had to hold this thing really carefully even while it was plugged into the wall because if the little adapter jiggled too much it would reset the game and there was shit like man the batman returns game for the atari lynx what was that i looked online once to see if i could find someone do a playthrough because i can't even imagine how you could ever beat that game it's impossible and shitty. It looked nice, but... Anyway, yeah, so even though the Game Boy was a piece of crap, it totally ruled that whole era, and it did deserve to. And it actually got good. I mean, I still think the Zelda game, Link's Awakening, might be the best Zelda game. Like, by the end of the Game Boy, they were doing some pretty cool shit with that little piece of crap. And I remember I didn't have a Game Boy initially... And then I got one from my friend Ray. I traded him. I had this, uh, I don't know what you call it. It was like a little, it was like a little wooden gun that you would put rubber bands on. And, uh, rubber bands with a clothespin that held them. And you open the clothespin and it fires a rubber band. Rubber band gun, I guess. I traded him that and a transformer for his Game Boy. And I remember my mom giving me, my mom was big into giving me guilt trips about dumb shit. I was like, oh, really? You traded that stuff for a Game Boy? And it's like, yeah, it was a cool little neat little gun thing. Cool little wooden toy. I got a Game Boy. I played that Game Boy like crazy. Like, come on, don't guilt trip me, mom. (laughs) Both things were fine. The toys I had were kind of neat, but the Game Boy was also neat. Everyone was happy. Ugh, it was always like that. (laughs) Fucking guilt trip bullshit. And, I don't know, I had Metroid 2, I had some weird Final Fantasy game. The Final Fantasy game was real weird. Because I remember there was a robot class in it that could not gain levels. All their levels were based on the equipment they were holding. And I had way too many robots. I had like two robots in my party of four, and I just uh, ground myself into the dirt with that game. Weird, anyway. 
Let me briefly recount these games I played today. So first one was Wave Race, 1992. That game sucked. <laughs> it was like a top-down thing. Man, Wave Race, 1992, isn't that weird? Because I think of Wave Race as a Nintendo 64 launch game. But apparently it was out on Game Boy first. Was it ever a Super NES game or something? Where the fuck did Wave Race come from? Did it originate on the Game Boy? That's weird. I should look that up. But it's a little top-down racing game. And I like games like that, like RC Pro-AM or Super Sprint. This one is like that, you know, on water. But there's really nothing to it. You can't get little speed boosts. You can't pick up any items. You can't... Or, like, it, it kind of reminded me of Cobra Triangle, I guess, because that game was a boat. Except with nothing cool going on. You know, Cobra Triangle had guns and rockets and all this crazy cool shit. Wave race, you just uh, race. You just race around against three computer racers. Not especially fun. So there's that. Next up, I was like, alright, let's go the other way. Let's go Stargate. Hey, doggy. Uh, so yeah, Stargate, licensed, based on the Kurt Russell movie. The show was not a thing yet. This one was mid-90s, 94, I think. And uh, this one was unexpected, so turn it on and there's a little uh, digitized Kurt Russell blah blah blang and weird Aztec guy blah blah blang and little storylines. But uh, I didn't actually get to read it because if you press the B button, nothing happens to like advanced text. And if you press the A button, it just skips the whole thing. So I was like, whoop, oh well, okay. And then it's a puzzler. It's a puzzle game. It's another Tetris ripoff, except this one was a Weltris ripoff. I don't know if anyone remembers Weltris, but it was like a Tetris sequel that uh, the Tetris pieces fell down into a 3D pit, into a well, a square well, and you had to match up the pieces much as you do in Tetris but along the bottom of the well and if you fucked up they filled up along the edges of the well and if they got to the top you lose so this game is a little bit like that it's dropping the pieces down into a well except the pieces are weird uh, Aztec symbols and you have to match up three of them on top of each other as you rotate them around this circular well so, uh, I don't know, I played that for a little bit, and then I stopped, because it sucked. <laughs> our game blows. I really thought it would be at least a side-scroller or something, like one of those little crappy, like, licensed Spider-Man games or something, except maybe Kurt Russell with a little gun running around, Universal Soldier style. So that was uh, unexpected and crappy. Next up was Donkey Kong Land 3. That was a later one. It's from, like, 97. And I believe it may have been Game Boy Color, even. It had a banana yellow cartridge, but the only color seemed to be Donkey Kong himself. And uh, I'm not sure what the girl's name was. It's like Diddy Kong, but a female Diddy Kong. I don't know all the names of the Kong family. And this seemed roughly the same as the Super NES ones. I never played them much. The little bit I did play them, I didn't really get it. I didn't see the big deal. Like, I guess the graphics were cool back then, that they had, like, scanned 3D models to make the Super NES look a little bit like it was rendering a 3D polygon person. And I guess that's kind of neat, but those games really seemed shit to me. I didn't, I don't know, I don't get it. Jump in barrels, pick up some bananas, bounce on people. 
yipty fucking do <laughs> like so what but people love those games super nice kids i mean i was a genesis kid but super nice kids swear by that shit but to me it felt similar to like the sonic the hedgehog versus mario world argument like even though i was a genesis kid i knew sonic sucked <laughs> i was like sucks fuck sonic like mario world that's the shit and this felt similar it's like there's very little going on in this game why would I play this when I could play a Mario game? And that's how I still feel today. So fuck that game. And then the fourth game I played before I left the house was Mario's Picross. Holy fuck my dick. This is another sort of puzzle game where it's almost like a Sudoku thing where you have a grid and you have numbers along the edges of the grid and the numbers tell you how many squares within that grid contain a pixel of an image. And you have to cross-reference the horizontal and the vertical to try to figure out. You have half an hour, but if you fuck up, they cut time off fast. So you're not supposed to do trial and error at all. My half hour went away in like a minute just because I was just fucking around and not doing well. So you gotta sit there and puzzle out with your brain exactly where to chisel on this little picture over the course of half a fucking hour just so you can get a crappy little drawing of a fire flower or something. Like it's a huge... I picked the easy level and it's still this huge image. But uh, I assume it was Jason's fiance whose save game I was trying because on like wave race and stuff it was her name in there. She had all of these things completed, little check marks by all of them. And I can just imagine, like, that must have been a long-ass car ride. That must have been a lot of family trips, just sitting in the back seat playing Mario's Picross. Like, I, maybe that game's kind of cool, I guess, if that's what you're looking for. Like, it's so weird that these are just random games also. And it's not that she owned exactly seven games. I picked the weirdest ones. That's like, you know, Star, Stargate, you bet. Give me that shit. So I kind of deliberately picked the weirdest, crappiest ones. And they did not disappoint. So there's uh, games one through four. When I get home, I'll do the other three and give equally as pointless, short, and negative reviews as this, I'm sure. So I'll see you then. Let me finish off these uh, these Game Boy reviews. So the other day, I was at Jason and Madison's house doing an episode of me and Jason's wrestling podcast. And uh, like I think I mentioned, these Game Boy games are all Madison's games from when she was a kid. She told me it was like pretty much her only real dalliance into video games. She showed me her old Game Boy. It's like the old brick Game Boy but it's yellow. Like, maybe it was a Donkey Kong one, maybe maybe just yellow for no reason, I don't know. <laughs> but I kind, of, I kind of felt a little bad for shitting on all these games because she was talking about how great they all are and all her fond memories and was like, oh, you better not have erased my Picross. And I was like, no, don't, don't worry, your Picross is fine. 
But yeah, fucking Picross, man. Holy balls. So she explained it all to me and how it works. And yeah, it's complicated and weird and hard. And I pitched her that idea. I was like, so was it just long car trips? And she's like, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's when a lot of that stuff got done. Backseat of a car. But yeah, it doesn't really change the fact that uh, I still think these games uh, kind of suck. So let's just continue with my talking about how they suck. <laughs> um, so I played Empire Strikes Back. Also, I mean, she has better games. I picked, like, the weirdest, dumbest games on purpose. You know, Stargate and stuff. What the fuck? So Empire Strikes Back is kind of like the uh, Super NES Star Wars games, side-scroller. You start on a Tauntaun... And you're like shooting a little laser and stuff and uh, I don't know, just a side scroller I was never a Star Wars fan I got bored super super fast so I started trying to kill myself and dropping into holes deliberately and then I drop into another hole and another hole and another hole and man, I'll give this game credit for that the level is huge I dropped down like 10 different holes and I just kept going down and down and down into deeper parts of this cavern dog stop it I hate barking dogs. I hate it. Ugh. Why are you barking? What are you barking at? I have misophonia. Please shut up. <laughs> Stop it. This is one complaining episode. Anyway, um, yeah, finally I got down to the bottom of the, uh, of the cavern, and I went into some kind of, like, danger liquid. I couldn't tell what it was because everything's black and white. And then uh, that killed my Tauntaun. I was like, oh, that's cool. The Tauntaun dies and you can still run around as yourself. But then I quickly died as well. And I was happy to die and I turned it off. So next up was the Game and Watch Gallery. And this was kind of neat. It wasn't really a good game, but it was cool to try. It's like a little collection of four of the old Game and Watch games. And then uh, modern reinterpretations of those same games. And those were the games that... uh, I don't know if they really were a thing in North America. I never saw them, but in Japan, I guess it was a thing of a... They were like those Tiger Electronic LCD games. And the Game & Watches in specific uh, flipped up and had a dual screen. Like the DS, they kind of looked like that. And I was a real big fan of those Tiger games when I was a kid. Like in the playground, those things were awesome. There was this one... That was just a... It's a variation on a theme that they used a lot where it's just a people dropping from the sky and you just had to catch them but in this one game in particular you were a ninja and you were just kind of deflecting people as they fell down and they would bounce over and you deflect them again and for some reason that ninja one in particular I found really really fun I didn't own that one one of my friends had it and it was just always fun to play on the playground isn't that crazy too to like when I realized that recess in elementary school was 15 minutes. I was like, are you insane? How is that possible? Like, time really is a radically different proposition when you're a kid. I I seriously thought it was like an hour long. Definitely. Like, not a question in my mind. It felt so long. And that was 15 minutes to go get dressed and put on coats and put on boots and go outside and then come back in and get ready like it probably wasn't even 15 minutes it's fucking nuts so I always think of that now when I'm babysitting these kids I babysit are toddlers, they're 2 and 4 years old so you know if I give these kids an extra 10 minutes before they go to bed that's a fucking eternity (laughs) you know 
it's nothing for me to feel bad about. They only got 10 minutes to fuck around. 10 minutes might as well be 10 hours to them. It's fucking, it's weird. It's just a weird thing. But yeah, so these Game & Watch games, uh, yeah, it was just neat to try them, just uh, for the sake of video game history, just to see what these games were like. I think the neatest one was, it was like Split. I guess these games didn't really have two screens. I think they only had one. It's all kind of a blur already. But uh, there was a guy in a house and oil is dripping from his ceiling. So he catches the oil in a cup and you can only hold three drops of oil before the cup overflows. And then you've got to go dump the cup out the window. And there's this guy outside your house running back and forth. So you have to wait till he's available at either the left or right window to go dump the oil out into his bucket. And if he's not there, the oil dumps onto some random passerbys. So it's really weird, just a really strange, again, just a variation on these same little themes. These simple little LCD games, but uh, really peculiar. I really liked it, it was strange. That one was pretty cool. And then the other ones were just uh, move a platform into the right position so people won't fall. Or uh, sneak past the arms of an octopus to get some treasure. Or just uh, catch people that are falling out of a building and bounce them into a, on a trampoline and like bounce them into the ambulance. So yeah, those games aren't great, but I mean, they're old. Super, super old. So it's just neat to try them and see what they were like. Then the final game was Kirby's Adventure or whatever, Kirby's Dreamland, the first Kirby game, because he's white on the cover. Although with this little Game Boy Color thing I've got, he is pink in the game. And I saved that for the end because I thought that game would be fun. But Madison was like, nah, that game sucks. I couldn't even figure it out. Fuck that game. Jason was like, are you kidding? Kirby's one of the greatest games. What are you talking about? What I got to admit, I I literally played it for one minute. Because I'm playing the first level. And the whole thing with Kirby is he sucks guys in. You know, he inhales them. And then I got to this really tall wall that I couldn't get past. So I was like, all right. What Kirby does is he sucks people in and he gets their powers, right? So I sucked in all the different types of bad guys and nothing seemed to happen. And then I realized if I pressed down, he would swallow the guy that he had in his mouth. But swallowing them did not confer any powers either. It just made it so you didn't have the guy in your mouth anymore to spit out and you could suck in a new one. And I was thinking, like, maybe that only came in in later Kirby games? I don't know if... He actually did get powers in that first one. I think he just sucked people in. I couldn't figure out what to do anyway with the wall in the way. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. (laughs) This whole episode is just dumb anyway. So fuck this. Fuck this dumb game. So they are all done. Now I can bring back all the Game Boy games. Oh, I did also have Zelda Oracle of Seasons that I borrowed. Just because uh, I thought maybe, I was like, maybe I'll play this. But that was before my computer broke. I had a crappy netbook that couldn't play any games. I upgraded to a real computer that does play games. So uh, so the window of time in which I would actually sit down and play a Zelda game has passed. But I did really like Link's Awakening on Game Boy. It was one of my favorite Zelda games. So I thought it might be cool to play one of these other Zelda games. I think Capcom made them. And I played it for a bit. 
wandered around a little, did some stuff, talked to some people. But yeah, I just ain't got it in me. Just ain't gonna happen. If it's not a Castlevania game, I ain't got the time to spend. So, there, that's a silly little episode. I like to try to keep this podcast oscillating back and forth between big, deep fucking shit and totally pointless nonsense. So, mission accomplished. See you next week for another episode about something. (laughs) Either music or wrestling. I think next week might be about wrestling. Anyway, I'll see you there. KeithCourage.com. Every Monday. This dumb podcast. Hope you liked something about it or something. Maybe not this episode. Maybe another one was cool. I don't know. Alright, I'm rambling now. I'm gonna go. See you in seven days. Goodbye.